Good day, good day, good day, everybody. Welcome to episode six of my podcast, and this is your host, Michelle Wynn. And today, where's my microphone? Oh, here it is. Today, <clears throat> I think I'm going to um, continue on talking about <sighs> the stress that's going on in my life right now (laughs) so yeah that's what I think I'm going to talk about today I'm going to talk more about the stress with the job like I did last episode and uh, just some other things just to kind of clear my brain for the week so I can start over fresh for next week Uh, it's Saturday and I think it's the 23rd of January, something like that. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do today. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Well, it's Saturday morning and it's kind of quiet at the compound. I'm not sure where the minions are. They might be still asleep or they might be in their room somewhere not sure but um, for right now it is quiet and so I thought I'd jump on here real quick and do a quick um, recording and get that out of the way before I start my day it is a lovely sunny yet cold day here in the loo Uh, I think it's like 18 degrees outside so thank god I don't have to go outside today (laughs) because it is like frigid I mean it's not as cold as it normally gets in January and we're getting toward the almost the end of January and this is probably the coldest it's been um, this whole month of January which is kind of good because the temperatures can get pretty cold here in the Midwest in January so we're doing pretty good about that, the whole weather-wise, and uh, I have to work a little bit later today, so I thought I'd jump on and do a quick recording and get that out the way. So, my last episode, I did talk about some of the frustrations that are going on with my work. Um, it is tax season, and normally, um, you know, it's uh, busy, 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 busy. But um, it hasn't been so busy for me yet. Um, There was some issues with the onboarding process, uh, getting uh, the contractors uh, set up and ready to work. Uh, Last week, last week, yeah, last week was the week that I was supposed to start being able to select hours and pick a schedule, and that did not happen. Um, I did finish all my onboarding modules and all my training modules in time. It just was a delay with the company. And again, it was very frustrating because I was ready to work. And I wasn't able to. And that didn't make me happy. (laughs) So um, with my other uh, call center client, uh, hours are getting shorter 
because it is, you know, not their busy season anymore. Their busy season is done for now. We'll have another busy season probably April-ish. Uh, yeah, probably April-ish into May and June, uh, depending on what the pandemic does. So that retail client is uh, sporting goods. So I don't know how spring sports are going to do, like with the softball and things like that. So I'm not really sure how that's going to affect everything. But uh, for now, it's slow. It's January. It's after Christmas. And things are slow. Um, so the hours got cut back a little bit. And that's fine because, you know, I was expecting that, anticipating the busyness of the tax client, but that didn't work out so well. So yeah, I think that at my last recording, I had said that, you know, the onboarding process uh, wasn't going so good. The modules weren't completing. Um, my facilitator wasn't really answering email and probably because he was inundated with a whole bunch of uh, returning agents saying, what is going on? It's never been this bad before. Um, so he, you know, was not answering emails very quickly. And I don't know, it, it was just really um, not a smooth, a smooth um, transition. It was not um, an easy process. Uh, the reason why they, the company does the process like this is for returning agents. We kind of know what to do. We know how to log into our training portal and you know get the modules, get them done. Um, but it wasn't a smooth process this time. So I don't know, uh, again, with the change in the leadership that handles and works with the uh, contractors like myself um, I have found that it has not just worked seamlessly like it had in years past so I don't know going forward I said this last year too but then I ended up returning but <laughs> I don't know going forward what I'm going to do if you know next tax season uh, if this is something that I'm going to do. Uh, but for this tax season, I'm ready to go, just waiting for hours to open up on the schedule so that I can work. I did end up getting hours. Um, I got a few hours for next week. Um, but then the following week, I do have a full load of hours. So that was good. And... Uh, so I've got my schedule built and I'm ready to go. I do have to test my systems today um, or sometime this weekend, maybe not today, but I do have to test my computer systems and stuff today or this weekend so that I can be ready to go um, when I am ready to work. So that is what's happening um, on that front. And you know, again, it is frustrating because it has really cut into my income. And that's one of the, the drawbacks of, uh, uh, yeah, one of the drawbacks of, of being an independent contractor, uh, gig worker, uh, 
anything like that, like if you do the Instacart or Shipped or DoorDash or Grubhub, anything like that, that it's always based on the need. You know what I mean? So like, for example, if you do Postmates or Uber Eats or, you know, Grubhub, something like that, if people aren't ordering, then there's no work. Or if there's too many people on the schedule and just not enough orders to accommodate, then, you know, you don't make money. Same thing with the grocery delivery or probably the ride share as well. If people aren't going anywhere, you can't, you don't drive them anywhere. If they're not wanting or needing to be driven anywhere, how are you driving them anywhere? Um, if people aren't ordering groceries, you know, you're not making money. So you're just kind of sitting back and just waiting uh, to make the money. And this kind of thing is the same thing. So even though it's a little bit more stable than some of the uh, ride shares and the delivery services like that, it still can be not as stable as um, a job that you go and clock in every day. Uh, however, I do like it because it does give me the freedom to just do what I need to do for life. You know, I've worked in industries where I was, uh, where I had to do a lot of overtime, just not just your 40 hours, but, you know, overtime on top. And it was like mandatory. So, you know, when I was a paralegal, I mean, it's just a lot of hours working and I was pretty much working myself. I feel like to an early grave. I mean, I had a lot of health issues. Um, I had, uh, high blood pressure issues and things like that. And it was very, very stressful. And there was no way really to manage the stress. And, but that was the thing that I went to school for. I got degrees for. That's the work that I was doing. And I mean, it was lucrative as far as the money was concerned, but the stress was just, it was just too much stress. It was just a lot. And I finally got burned out, and that's how I ended up being um, working with a non-for-profit uh, running their community center and um, for youth programs for, for their youth, for the kids in the, in the uh, area, the neighborhood. And I did that for six years until my accident. Um, but, and the money was not quite as lucrative um, in that role. Uh, but it was rewarding in other ways. Um, so kind of miss the fact that I'm not doing that anymore. But I do like the work-life uh, balance that I do have with being an independent contractor. So um, as for now, um, I'm not going to change uh, after this pandemic is over, maybe I might think about, um, what I want to do. If I want to go back into the regular work life, uh, workforce, clock in, be a W2 employee again, and then what it is I want to do, um, other than the part-time, you know, gigs. If I want to go back to part-time retail, actually, I think, what I would like to do is to go back into merchandising. 
I feel like that is um, something that I want to do. Um, I did merchandising years and years and years ago on a very part-time basis. And it was fun. You know, you meet a lot of people, you go into a lot of different uh, retail locations and you just set up, you know, whatever displays or, um, you know, whatever um, brand that, you know, for example, uh, you know, you go into a grocery store and you see these displays uh, with sodas, they, they'll start popping up again here as it gets closer to Super Bowl. You'll see <clears throat> certain chips on display, certain sodas, certain beers on displays. And merchandisers are the ones that go in there with their planogram and they go in there and they set that up. And, uh, you know, so then when the customers walk in the store, they say, oh, my gosh, look at oh, all the sodas are here that I like or all the chips are here right here. I don't have to go and search the store and search the aisle to find my favorite chips. Here they are right here. Um, so I did like that. Um, I worked a lot with cell phones and uh, gift cards. Uh, and then I did DVDs back when DVDs, and this is how long ago it was. This was when DVDs were good. <laughs> I was one of those people who also, um, and Redbox is still around, sort of. <laughs> Um, but there was a red box and then there was a blockbuster, um, video box as well. And so I was that person who used to swap out the DVDs. So some DVDs get stale, uh, you move them to other boxes around the city. Uh, you clean up the, the box, get, get them all clean and nice and clean and, and swap out the movies. And, uh, that's what I did. I really liked that. That was, that was, um. That was good. I, it was fun. I, I liked it. So I think I do want to go if I if I do go back into a full time role, I don't want to be a paralegal again. Um, but I guess if it means paying the rent or starving or not, then I can do that. But that's not really what um, I want to do at this stage of my life. I don't need that additional stress in my life but i think merchandising would be nice it'd be fun it's lucrative i mean it's not as lucrative as as being um a professional you know paralegal things legal assistant things like that but um it's something that i enjoy doing and i can make a living and i can pay the bills and that's really uh where i'm at right now uh, particularly with uh, a lot of the challenges that I still have uh, post-accident. Um, I feel like if I can alleviate stress as much as I can, um, that will help a lot, especially with the headaches that I um, experience now. So that's something that I think I'm going to look into a little bit more after tax season is over. And see what I can get into um, from there. So that is the challenge uh, for 2021. The challenge of um, finding that career that actually gives me that work-life balance and allows me to still run my business and uh, allows me to pay the bills. 
<laughs> and go traveling. So that's what I that's what I envisioned for twenty twenty one. Do you guys have any visions for twenty twenty one? I mean, I know <laughs> like twenty twenty people had visions for twenty twenty and then the bottom fell out. <laughs> and it just was a year like no other. But I think it is good to have goals, even if you are unable to meet the goals. Because at least when you set the goals, you have a direction in mind. And that gives you, um, kind of catapults you into a direction, a path on how to uh, get those goals set or met. Um, so I think it's always good to have goals. I... You know, I, I guess I would worry if I didn't have, um, if I didn't have, you know, a direction. You know, if I was just going through life, la, 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 not having a direction, I think I would worry that things would get stale, things would get boring, you know. I, and I feel like you're never too old to set goals, whatever goals there are. And so at 55, I still have goals. They might not be goals that normal 55-year-olds have, but they're the goals that I have, and I'm, I'm happy with them. And I know that one of my goals is to have a partner, a partner in crime. But, you know, because I'd like to get married again. I'd like to have a husband again, um, dating and maybe I'll do a whole episode on dating at 55 <laughs> or maybe a series <laughs> dating at 55. Uh, but dating is challenging for me. Well, especially with this pandemic, but it's challenging for me because I'm such an introvert and it's interesting because, you know, I acknowledge that I'm an introvert, but yet I want to go into a field uh, merchandising where you can't, be an introvert really because <laughs> you have to go to these locations and talk to the store manager and says yeah I'm here to set up you know whatever or to check out this or that so I, I can do it on a professional level but on a level of you know just having um, meeting people and for the lack of a be better term interviewing them for the potential of being, you know, somebody significant in my life. I struggle with that a lot and I don't know how to get past that. Uh, I've made a lot of mistakes in the whole dating realm and I, I, I don't know how to fix them. I really don't. I need help. <laughs> Maybe I need a dating coach. Is that is that such a thing? Dating coach or something like that? Uh, yeah, because I need help. I don't like the fact that I'm alone. Uh, I don't like the fact that, you know, I don't have that person to talk to at the end of the day or during the day or at the end of the day um, to do those simple things that you do with a partner on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's, you know, watching your favorite Netflix show or annoying them while they're watching, um, you know, their favorite sporting thing, you know, 
just all that stuff that you know you take for granted when you have a partner but then when you don't have a partner you you kind of miss it <laughs> so it's been a long time since my husband has been deceased my husband ex-husband husband again and you know i i was consumed the last couple of years with getting better from the accident but i do believe now in my heart that i'm ready to want somebody, uh, I'm open to want to have somebody in that role as a significant other. I just don't know what to do. You know, I'm doing some dating websites. It's not working out so well because I don't want to hook up. I mean, I'm 55 years old. What do I want to hook up for? <laughs> hook up for what? What do I want to hook up for? Why? You know, I want somebody that's steady there. And, you know, I don't need somebody's husband, somebody that's in another relationship looking for a good time. You know, am I, aren't I too old to be somebody's good time girl? I mean, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> but that's what I'm running into. You know, people lie and say that they're, you know, that I'm married, but I'm not happy. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm separated, this and that. And really, they're just lying. Um you have those people who are just looking to hook up, you know, they tell you what their sexual requirements are, but they won't tell you what their personality is because they don't really want you to know their personality. They just want to, you know, hook up. And, you know, I, I'm sure that there's people out there that that's okay. That's not what I'm looking for though. But I feel like a lot of times I feel judged um, by people who, or just like, you know, oh, you know, we're in our 50s. You shouldn't be so, um, should be a little bit more open. And I, yeah, I, I just want what I want, you know? It's not that I'm open or closed or, you know, old-fashioned or anything like that. I just want what I want. And I feel like if you want what you want and you put it out there what you want, how come I can't put out there what I want? Why do I have to be judged for what I want? Nobody's judging you on what you want. I can look at you or listen, look at your profile, uh, listen to you, you know, a conversation and know that that's not what I'm looking for. And I can tell you that's nice to hear, but that's not exactly what I'm looking for. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm being judged for saying I'm not looking for that. Well, what I'm saying that I want, you're not looking for that. But I'm not judging you for what it is you're looking for. So, I, you know, I just feel like there's a little bit of a double standard out there as well. So I don't know how to navigate this dating world. This is it's crazy. Any help. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But I know that I would like to have a partner at some point. So I am just on a mission, but not on a mission like that. But I'm on a mission. Oh, here's a minion. Hi, Delilah. Okay, I'll come up and get you breakfast in a minute, but there's no cereal bars, okay? All right, close my door. I'll be up in a minute, okay? That's the youngest, Delilah. 
She's looking for food. She's on the hunt for food. So I have to go give them some food. So yeah, dating in 2021 as a middle-aged 55-year-old. That's going to be a fun series. So we will we will start that one and see <laughs> how everything goes with the dating world. Um, the ups, the downs, the challenges, the bumps and the bruises. I will post them all. <laughs> I'll talk about them all. Uh, but until then, I guess I better go and get breakfast started for the girls. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I will be back at you when I'm back at you. Take care now. Bye-bye.